KCIM Sports presents the Pizza Ranch Saturday Morning Coaches Show with Sports Director Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, John, and welcome to the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning here on KCIM. We're going to talk with Ryan Steinkamp as the Knights almost wrap up a district championship with that win last night. Carroll High's game suspended. It'll be played today as they didn't get that one started last night. We'll talk with Craig Rowetter about that. Michaela Clark, Carroll Volleyball, headed over to Greene County today. We'll talk to her about the last week. Deb Danner and the swim team, they're off today, but uh, they've had a nice week and last, nice last weekend. We'll talk to her about the Carroll Girls Swim Team. Rusty Wintermote set to join us with the Kemper Volleyball Team coming up, uh, and they're off today, but had a, a good week. And Thomas Nelson, uh, Kemper Cross Country, running real well. He'll wrap up the show with us coming up a little bit later on. Again, our player of the game pictures from last night's uh, ball games all up on our social media site for the CB Sports Network. Audio from last night's radio broadcast and the internet, audio internet broadcast we did are posted to the website and to the CB Sports Network YouTube channel. Game recaps with scores and stats on the website will be posted throughout the weekend at sports.1380kcim.com on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report. And we do have a full wide statewide scoreboard, a full statewide scoreboard from last night that is also posted for you online at sports.1380kcim.com so you can get a look at all of the scores from around the state of Iowa last night. We've got all of our area districts at the top and then below that of course is that statewide scoreboard. We will start off with a quick look at the scores from last night in our local districts in Class 2A District 8. Kemper pretty much wraps up the district championship. Uh, they beat Des Moines Christian last night 61-7. It was a rolling story over Greene County at 62-31. And Southeast Valley top Seidel 57-7. Class 3A District 1. Carroll at Heelan again. Never got that game kicked off last night because of the storm. They're going to kick it at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Nick Brinks will have the broadcast for you on kick 106.7. Elsewhere in 3A District 1. MOC Floyd Valley doubled up Sergeant Bluff Luton by a final of 28-14. Sioux Center topped Boyden Hall Rock Valley 42-14. Class 1A District 2, ESAC knocks off Eagle Grove 23-0. Emmitsburg, blank, poke on to Syria 35-0. Sioux Central, Sioux Rapids over Manson, Northwest Webster 24-6. Class A District 7, ACGC beats IKM Manning 35-31. Wolves nearly came back to win that one. South Central Calhoun falls last night to West Hancock 57-6. It was Riverside over Southwest Valley 56-8. Panorama topped Earlham 49-21. Eight-man at District 1, St. Mary's Remsen downs Arweva 47-6. Booyer Valley upends New Alfonda 48-28. It was Bishop Garrigan over Siouxland Christian 69-6. And Woodbine takes care of West Harrison at 66-2-6. Eight-man District 9, Audubon knocks off Glidden-Ralston last night at 34-20. Coon Rapids-Baird rolls at St. Edmund at 59-34. Colonesco blanks English Valley North English 46-0. And Baxter took care of Collins-Maxwell by a final of 62-32. We've got a very happy head football coach from the Cameronites, Ryan Steinkamp. He's set to join us next right here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. 
Ryan Steinkamp, the head football coach with the Kemper Knights, joining us here on the uh, Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this uh, Saturday morning. The Knights uh, absolutely blow out uh, Des Moines Christian last night in what was probably the district championship game because they were the only undefeated teams left in the district. The Knights win at 61-7. to Coach, congratulations. What a performance last night. I think you guys uh, sent uh, maybe some, uh, some sound waves around the state last night with that performance. Oh, thanks a lot, Jeff. Yeah, the kids, the kids played great. It was a fun game. Uh, is, that, is that all the more excited you can be, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I get you. It's one play and one down and one game at a time, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. You know, but you know, but it was. You know, the, the kids executed. You know, they were locked in. So, I mean, the kid, the kids understood the game plan, and they they, they did a great job. And that's just, that's just part of them. And, yeah, it, it was just fun seeing them uh, go out there and you know, uh, you know play free and uh, and have fun. I, I did have to laugh because I was talking to you during the commercial break here this morning on the show and, and said, did you anticipate this last night or going into this game? And your answer was no. I mean, Des Moines Christian was a pretty good ball club coming in here. Um, so when did you feel like, I mean, it was right away, but when did this thing start to landslide? Was it literally like two, three minutes into the game? Um, I mean, uh, the defense played great. You know, we, we talk about turnovers all the time. And the, the big, we haven't had that many this year. And we'll be at three interceptions on uh, a good quarterback. But you know, the DBs did a great job staying in coverage, and the, we spent a lot of time on film this week. And that that was that was really critical because they they kind of knew the concepts and stuff like that too. So I mean, the credit goes to the kid just making plays. And you know, when you have short fields um, on defense, it helps out the offense a ton too. And they they're able to capitalize on that. Pick six right off of the bat, the way it sounds, and then a three and out. Uh, what was was there pressure on the quarterback, or was it literally just a secondary jumping routes? Um, a little bit of both. You know, we we didn't. You know, we kind of went a lesser man front. Uh, another DB in coverage, have a nickel type defense, and uh, DJ Benami just you know just kind of he's kind of playing the free in the middle there, just read it, jumped it, made a great play on the ball. Up 35 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Um, when you weren't scoring with the defense, uh, what was working for the offense? Um, you know, the uh, run game, we were able to get three, four yards on the play. And then um, passing game, you know, uh, O-line gave him time. Brock, Brock made the right reads and hit guys in stride. So um, just, you know, we were able to just get, get our playmakers the ball in space. Quick touchdowns then. I'm imagining there was no long sustained drives for you guys to get 35 in the board in the first quarter alone. No, field position was huge. You know, special teams came down. You know, uh, there's a little windy night too, and we used the wind as a we we kicked with the wind at our back uh, to start the game too. So that that definitely helped. Um, and then um, special teams were good. You know, Carson Kane did a great job catching the punch, returning them. You know, getting ten yards. So I mean, you know, having a short field to work with is always is always really important. And then I'm imagining Happy outscoring twenty to nothing in the second quarter to go up fifty-five to nothing at halftime. So the kids didn't relax, and you didn't uh, let things go um, and, and stuff after getting thirty-five in the first half or first quarter. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, this keep executing. You know, they kind of they they know my mentality of you know zero zero is a score. You know, every play matters type deal. So yeah, they they definitely executed that. What was the conversation like at halftime, Coach? Um, honestly, it was talking about, you know, we got to win the second half yet, though, guys. You know, we knew we'd be rotating guys in, and we got uh, to win the second half and keep battling and, you know, making these reps count. And, you know, we left our starters in the first couple drives, and, you know, it, it, wasn't, the, it wasn't the prettiest. You know, I wish that we would have performed a little bit better, but, you know, the guys that we started rotating guys in, I thought they did a great job for us. Got another takeaway in the second quarter. Interception, fumble recovery. What kind of turnover did you guys create in that second quarter? 
Um, I think we had two picks. I think uh, uh, John Bates got one and Ben Gherkin, and then uh, start of the third, I know, no, sorry, middle of the second, I think we had a, a fumble recovery. But you know, it, it was good field position. So it was one of those nice things where you know defense led to good offense, and they just they they complement each other really well. So I got to ask, you're up 55 nothing at half. You know it's a continuous clock in the second half, so probably got a lot of younger guys in. Who are some of the younger guys that played well, and, and how did you feel overall that the young guys that maybe don't always get to start and see a lot of time, how did those guys play? Um, I thought uh, 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 Sean, uh, Sean Healy did a great job running the ball. He, he was running hard, um, tough nose in there, so that, that was great to see. Um, you know, Some of our other senior guys that played special teams got in there. Hans Kraus made some nice plays. Um, so, yeah, it, it was great to see them on the field. They, they do work hard in practice. What's the celebration like? I, I know you guys are one game at a time, so you haven't moved past the next game. But, you know, for everybody else besides your group, this probably locks up a district championship for you, and it's at least your fourth straight win. Yeah, I mean, it, it, things are things are uh, clicking right now with the kids. You know, they're they're buying in. They're, we're, we're finding our we're finding our identity. But you know, <laughs> Tom tried to get me on this last night too. But no, <laughs> one, one game at a time. You know, we're not gonna look too far ahead. You know, we still gotta play the game. You know, things can happen in the season. You, you never know. Where you, 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 that's kind of what I told the kids is, you know, like seniors. You know, other guys. It's week six. You know, it's crazy how fast the season goes. But you know, we're only guaranteed. You know, two more games. You gotta make the best out of them and keep, and keep getting better. So what was the bus ride like back, though, to the field house? That had to have been a really happy group. I'm assuming it was. I missed it. I, 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 I <laughs> Did Tom keep forever. you too long? <laughs> and, Tom, and then, yeah, I had some family there, and Tom was talking to for a while. So, no, I walked, I walked my wife and kids to the bus. I missed it. They don't wait for nobody. You know, everybody's saying, I told the kids, hey, if you're not there on time, you're getting left, so they, they they treat me the same. So now I walk my wife and kids in a car, and she had to go drop me off at the field house. And <laughs> no, there was there, there was there was a good vibe there when I got there. What what was that vibe like, Coach? Because this group's got to be feeling really well. I mean, you beat a, a, a good football team sixty-one to seven. No, I mean yeah, they're, they're good kids. You know, they're, uh, I, I love our team. I love our kids. You know, that's why you know, I, I can come down hard on them when I need to. But you know, they 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 understand you know what we're all about and our core values and. Yeah, it was just good. The music was um, kind of blaring a little bit, and um, they, they, yeah, they're just they're they're enjoying themselves. I always let them enjoy a Friday night, and then back to work on Saturday. So I got to ask. I know Tom named Will Simons last night to your guys' player of the game. What stood out for you about his performance? Um, you know, defensively, we asked a lot of times tonight, you know, kind of playing the edge and linebacker in the end, you know, switching coverage and stuff like that, too. And then he just runs the ball hard. You know, he, he puts his head he puts his head down, shoulders low, and just runs down. So, yeah, I think he had a two touchdowns last night, um, a short yards where, you know, the line gave him a crease and he just hit it hard. Coach, uh, for homecoming, can you find a better way uh, to beat a good football team and, and to hand them a 61-7 to loss than uh, what happened last night? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's, I, I can't. One, I, I never look at the crowd. I think at one point during halftime, I turned around and I was like, "Holy cow!" I mean, the Kemper faithful really came out. I know there's a lot going on. You know, there's the bands, the kicks, and it's a big show. And you know, I tell the kids, you know, be focused inside the track. You know, be locked in what's going on in the game, not in the crowd. And you know, I was just really proud of the way the kids handled it. And you know, the Kemper fans coming out—that was just great to see. So I've got to ask, you're one game one day at a time. Are you going to allow yourself to enjoy this one before you start breaking down game of a game film of Sadell for next Friday? Same as business, same as usual. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> look back there. I'll, I'll be watching the film and stuff like that too. You know, I just, you know, the, the kids put so much time and effort into it. I just want to make sure that you know I'm staying consistent for them and things like that too. Because 
me and Howie, you know, we're going into week seven. It's like every every week matters. You know, we can't. I don't want. We can't relax because you know, hopefully soon the playoffs are around here. Where I keep 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 all of our mindsets on the same page. Well, coach, I hope you at least allow yourself to smile once while you're watching the game, Phil. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I smile a lot of the kids. They, you know, we got we got a good relationship with all of us. And I say our our coaches and kids got great relationship. You know, there's there's some joking stuff going on around there. You know, you can call them out on stuff and. You know, they joke back and forth, but at the same time, like I think we're all on the same page. We all got the same uh, uh, same mindset right now. Well, Coach, congratulations on the victory last night. I uh, hope you had a chance to enjoy it. Uh, best of luck next week. We'll talk to you about that matchup with Sadell coming up later on in the week. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate all you do. You bet. Uh, again, Ryan Steinkamp, again, the head football coach with the Kemper Knights. They rolled last night 61-7 to over at Des Moines at Christian. And uh, we'll be back. We'll talk with Craig Rowetter about their game that got canceled before it got started last night. They'll play this afternoon. We'll have a conversation with him when we come back next on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Becoming a professional race car driver takes time. Quitting smoking does, too. It's not about stopping in one day. It's about starting with day one. Get the resources and support you need to quit smoking at cancer.org slash smokeout. Pizza Ranch Coaches Show rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning. Maybe one of the stranger interviews that uh, we've had to do on a Saturday morning as uh, Coach Craig Rowetter is joining us. Uh, and, Coach, not that it's not fun talking to you. We're just not talking about a ball game that got played. I think this is maybe the third time uh, in my 20 years of doing this Coaches Show on Saturday mornings that uh, you know a, a game on a Friday night didn't either get completed or even get really started last night for you guys. Yeah, it's uh, this is... The first time since I've been coaching that the game never actually got to kick off, at least. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had two in my career where we Dennison had to come and, back the following day to finish it. Yeah, I was Dennison actually, and Green County? Yeah, I, and I was actually on the uh, I was actually on the Green County. Well, it wasn't Green County. <laughs> JSPC? Still, yeah, JSPC, and I was actually on that sideline for the, the first uh, time for a weather delay. And... Um, the other time was, you know, at, uh, for Denison. Um, and I, I've had a late kickoff. At, we kicked off at Spencer one, one year at, <laughs> at 10.30 p.m. Uh, we kind of joked. We thought that might happen last night. But uh, ultimately, I think they decided since the field was available, they were going to try to move it to Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Um, what was the conversations like? What did the weather look like? I mean, did you guys know on the way up that there was the potential to have storms or did you feel like on the way up and when you got there and started warming up that you might be able to get this thing in? Yeah, I didn't even think there was a chance of rain. Um, we kind of, once we saw the, or once it, it initially got called, um, you know, for the first lightning strike, we actually were going to ask a couple parents to go to there's a bomb guards right next door. Maybe get some towels because we didn't have towels um, in case it did rain for the footballs and stuff. But uh, so no, it didn't. It did look a little overcast. You know, when we got there and the freshman game was finishing up. But I think it kind of caught everybody by you know surprise. I don't. I don't think that anybody thought the storms were going to be uh, kicking in. And and it didn't even while we were there. It didn't rain. It was just all lightning. Did it ever rain, or was it after you guys left? The way it sounds. Yeah, I think rain came through afterwards, but while we were there, it, there was a little bit of a sprinkle, but it was, um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's all the lightning, and they, they don't mess around with uh, lightning, and then uh, the the healing AD kind of had his uh, cell phone up, and it showed the stretch all the way down to Nebraska, and he was pretty confident it was 
going to be nonstop. He thought there might be about an hour window is what he guessed where we could get started and then didn't know if we wanted to get started and then ultimately have to come back anyway. So, so Coach, I know you, it's tough to get kids on a bus and drive them you know, two hours on a bus and then turn around after a couple hours and drive them back without getting to play. Now you got to do that tomorrow and drive back up. Sounds like the weather should be good tomorrow. But what's the plan? What time are you guys leaving? How do you get them ready for, for a game again? Yeah, it'll be it'll be a little different. Um, you know, our biggest thing is told the guys get get home, get some rest, get some good food in your body, and um, same thing for the morning. Get up and get you know going, get a good breakfast in. We'll probably you know it's one p.m. kickoff, so we'll probably leave Carroll about nine o'clock um, to get up there and, and enough time to you know get warmed up maybe before our typical pregame um, and, you know warm ups and stuff. But we'll hit the field by by noon to do our normal routine and, and then kick off at one. Coach, has this changed the game plan for you guys at all, or, or is it still, you know, because I, I know you and your, and your staff, you're probably sitting at home tonight trying to watch more Healing uh, film uh, just to see if there's anything else you can find. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely still, you know, <laughs> I, I was doodling around and, you know, looking looking at stuff. And, I mean, the, the initial game plan, you know, I, I don't – it's not going to alter, alter much on our end anyway as, as far as, you know, that goes. I think, you know, they might have um, been able to see that we didn't have Cooper Ludwig suited up and um, and we did have Dayton Peterson, you know, so I don't know if that changes their right. thoughts on what we might do or um, – anything like that but you know and i guess we did there they had a their running back is still out uh he was still on a walking boot um, okay. which we kind of anticipated but so yeah i guess you kind of saw who was available um and some of the personnel things but i, I don't think it really changes any game plans well, Coach, I tell you what, Nick Brink's going to be back up there. He, he's lucky enough to have friends that live uh, up there being a Morningside grad, so he's going to hang around. He'll have the broadcast. It will be on Kick 106.7 uh, for anybody that wants to tune in. Uh, and uh, we'll have pregame starting about uh, 12.45 or so, between 12.45 and 12.50 tomorrow. So uh, we appreciate you joining us, and I will tell you that I had about 30 to 40 people send me text messages last night by about 7.15 wondering why we weren't covering your guys' game. So the people that didn't make the drive up hopefully will make the drive up today. But uh, a lot of people were interested in listening to that game last night. Yep. And like I said, hopefully Nick can, or he'll be up there. So we we appreciate the coverage, even if it happens to be on a Saturday. And go Tigers. You bet. Head Coach Craig uh, Rotwetter joining us. Coach, uh, we'll talk again next week, and, and we'll have to chat about this game. I'll maybe get a hold of you sometime this weekend, and uh, we'll get something on the Internet, everybody, so everybody can kind of get some thoughts for you uh, coming up after the game. Sounds good. Head coach Craig Rowetter again from the Carroll football team joining us again. Their game Friday night got postponed or suspended. Denver got started. They're going to kick off at 1 o'clock today on Kick 106.7. We'll be back with more of the Beat the Ranch Coaches Show coming up next here on KCIM. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. 
Let's talk a little Carol Tiger volleyball here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Joining me right now, Michaela Klink. Of course, she is the head coach for the Tigers. And coach, as always, we appreciate you joining us on these busy Saturday mornings. Yes, good to talk to you. You bet. You guys headed over to Jefferson to the Green County Tournament. We'll chat with you about that here coming up in just a moment. But you did have a Raccoon River Conference matchup on Tuesday. You guys got a host boon, and looks like you played well in that one. Uh, ended up breaking, uh, losing a heartbreaker the way it looks in that first set, 26-24, and then fell in the next two sets uh, to, to fall overall on the night. But uh, I, I, I get the sense maybe took some positives away from the way the girls played that night. Um, yeah, that first set, they really came out um, strong. They came out with a lot of energy. Um, we were up most of the set, and um, we were, my husband was joking. He was like, you guys were winning until I showed up. I must be the bad luck. So <laughs> next, He's not invited to the next home game. But, um, yeah, Riley Noggle, she showed a lot of leadership during that game. Um, I think Molly um, Feld really stepped out of her comfort zone um, and, started hitting um, some new shots, so we did have some positives coming out of that game. 30 kills on the night. You said uh, a couple of girls kind of stepped up. Uh, you talked about Molly with some new shots. What were the kind of shots she was making? Um, we're really trying to speed up our offense um, um, for her hitting some more fours, um, also some threes, just, um, just trying to get the blockers off. Let's talk a little bit about the defense that night. Uh, looks like it was a pretty solid night. 33 digs on the night. Uh, Marison Wittrock, another solid night with 13 digs. What did you see from the defense in the back row? And then uh, uh, just two blocks. That doesn't mean you're not getting a lot of touches and things like that. So uh, um, what's? how did you feel like the defense played? Yeah, um, we were getting them out of system a lot. Um, they just have they practice a lot um, we could tell um, hitting those out of system balls they had a lot of back row attacks um, so we weren't as high um, in that blocking area um, but we handled those back row attacks well I thought coach what did you guys what were you guys able to do with uh, you know if you had them out of system with some of hopefully the free balls that you guys were getting yeah um, we were just really trying to take um, advantage of those free balls when we got them, but um, they actually didn't send over a lot of free balls. They are really good at turning um, those out-of-system balls into an attack also. Coach, you mentioned Riley Noggle showing some good leadership. I, I know going into last season, she put a lot of time into kind of working on her back row uh, so that, uh, you know, she could stay on the floor a little bit. Uh, it looks like this year she's really taken another step forward. A lot of times right there among your leaders, if not your leader, in digs. Where have you seen her grow at, when she's in that back row? Um, just all around in that leadership position also. Like, she's telling the girls, like, what's open? Um, what she sees, she spends a lot of time outside of practice um, watching film, too. Um, so she's just all around trying to perfect her game. Last weekend, you guys headed over to Nevada. A uh, very strong field over there. You took on Wapsie Valley, also Norwalk, uh, West Marshall, and, and then uh, you saw conference foe in Bondurant Farrar. Uh, looks like you played really well against Bondurant Farrar. Nearly got by West Marshall, taking that first set and then losing a very close second set. What did you see from your club in those two matches? Yeah, um, we kind of had a slow start. Um, but then they, they pulled it together. We were really, it 
like you said, those are kind of like heartbreaking losses because we played so hard. Um, and I felt like we were doing a lot of great things. They're just, we have just such tough um, competition. And then to end the day, even though it was a loss to Bondurant, we were able to feel like redeem ourselves uh, from that Thursday night and fix a lot of things that we were talking about after the game. What were some of the things that you noticed that uh, the girls were able to, to use that you guys fixed in practice? Um, that was after that game we just talked about, like, that's speeding up our offense. Um, they really started doing that and not being afraid of the block and, like, hitting into it. Um, for the chances of we might get a tool, we might get it through the block. Um, and then we had just played them, so we kind of expected uh, to know where they were going to hit and what their tendencies were. Um, so they did a really good job handling that. What was the difference for you guys to get that win in set one against West Marshall, especially after coming off, I'm assuming, a tough loss to a really good Norwalk team? Yeah, um, I felt that really did a lot um, for our ego, even though we weren't able to come back for that second set. Um, it's always nice. We we just kind of came off of that loss, like a little bit more hungry um, and then ready to go. You dropped that second set 21-19 after taking the first one. How close did you guys come? Did you have a lead late in that second set? Um, no, we had a lead early. Um, we've really been focusing on that, but now um, – once we have that lead, we have to clench it and then go with it. Like if they get a point, we need to make it a point to get two points. Or if we if we drop a ball, um, we need to make it a point to get the ball right back um, and just eliminate those runs where they just like stack up. Coach, I've really noticed Amanda Wardell, uh, the, the times I've seen you guys this year, such an athletic player, just a sophomore. Where have you seen her and her first real varsity experience kind of gain that confidence uh, that uh, what she's capable of doing on the field or on the floor? Yeah, she's just so naturally athletic. Um, there's a big difference between coming from freshman volleyball mm-hmm. um, where it's just so so much slower to coming up to that varsity level, especially in our conference. Um, she's really been working on um, that blocking and then, two, getting out of her comfort zone, hitting some different hits, some quicker hits, um, and she's handling that well. Um, and especially that mental aspect, too. Um, at the beginning of the season, we kind of talked to her about, you know, maybe you're going to have a tough night at one thing. Okay, so if you're having a tough blocking night, like you might be getting in the net, okay, now focus on, okay, I'm going to get some hits. So she's really been doing well with that. Coach, as I mentioned, on the way over to Jefferson this morning for a tournament over there. First match is you guys against Stanton. Then you get Greene County. After that, you get South Harden, and you close out pool play with the Nottaway Valley. Uh, what's the mindset for the girls, and what are you hoping to see going in? Um, just making changes, um, things that we've been talking about all season. Like, okay, we have to start putting them in play. We can't keep saying the same things over and over again. Like, now's our time. We need to get better. Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck over there today. As always, we appreciate all your time and keep Andrew out of the gym tomorrow, and I think you guys will be fine. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Thank you. You bet. Head coach again, Michaela Klink, uh, with the uh, Carroll volleyball team. We'll step away, take a break, back with uh, more of the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show coming up next here on KCIM. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
We're talking with Deb Danner right now, of course, the head swim coach for the Carroll Girls, as they've had a fairly busy week and another one coming up here next week as well. Deb, as always, appreciate your time. Yep, it's always good to be here. You bet, Deb. A couple of meets to talk about this week. Uh, you guys have had several weeks this year where you've had just the one, but two to talk about this week. Uh, you guys went uh, to Des Moines-Lincoln on Saturday, had a really good showing, bringing home a, a second-place finish, and then went up to Spencer as well on Tuesday night. Let's start off with last weekend. What jumped out for you uh, with how the girls performed uh, over at Des Moines? Yeah, you know, I mean, they they swam their hearts out. They did a fantastic job. They were really motivated to go and and you know it showed. They you know we had you know several number one finishes and um, yeah you know the girls were just really excited to to get to this invite and you know show you know and mainly show Des Moines Lincoln you know what they're becoming as a team. So you know that was very exciting. They they had the lead. Between Des Moines Lincoln and and Carroll, we switched up the lead about four or five times. So, um, you know that that was great. The girls were really excited, and you know we were hoping to come out on top. It just didn't quite happen. But um, you know they're they're very proud of themselves. I'm very proud of them. You know they they swam their hearts out, and you know we had some really great times with that meet. Yeah, you only lost 436 points to 406 points, Coach. I imagine they have bigger numbers than you guys being in Des Moines? Yeah, you know, we had 10 swimmers at that meet, um, so we were the smallest team there. But um, small doesn't mean anything. We were mighty. Uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, Des Moines Lincoln has got about, uh, I think they're around 18 right now. So, um, yeah, it, it's. It, it, it was exciting meet for the girls knowing that they were coming in with just 10 of them and they were going to give it everything they had. Yeah, you mentioned all the first and second place finishes. You finished in first or second place in every event but one uh, on the day. So uh, a really strong showing. Uh, won two of the three relays, three individual events as well, and then finished second in the third relay. And uh, four individual events uh, finished second. If I remember correctly, uh, there was an event you went first and second in as well. So, uh, uh, you know, as far as individuals, did anybody really jump off the board we talk a lot about emma meyer she seems to go first in almost everything she does yeah you know she she's quite the powerhouse for us um yeah she does a fantastic job but uh you know we had Haley burns swimming um the 100 free for this meet and you know she did a great job with it going to 1008 um you know we're hoping to get her down a little bit more um you know, it, it's it takes time to get your time down, but she's going to get there. But she she had a fantastic meet, um, you know, and she also went seventh in the two IM. Um, not her favorite event, but it's where we needed her for this meet. So she swam it and did a fantastic job with it. Um, she went a two thirty seven in that, and and it was a very respectable time for her. But um, yeah, uh, we had Zelda DeMoss. Um, that was our one event that we didn't place one or two. Uh, she dove in and her goggles snapped on her. So she's swimming without goggles and, and that's tough to swim a 500 without goggles. It's like, you're, you're trying to see and you know, the water's blurry and trying to find the walls and, and it was tough. So she ended up adding a little bit of time, but, um, 
you know, she's she's determined to come back and swim a faster race again. So, you know, we'll we'll have that. We'll be waiting for that and and it'll it'll all work out for her and hopefully she's got some new goggles, so that will help. <laughs> yeah. I imagine that's but, gotta um, be the, the worst event to, 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 to have you know, where 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 the goggles break on you is that five hundred. So yeah, I couldn't imagine oh, doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking a six-minute swim without goggles, and it's like, <laughs> that is rough. But, you know, I mean, she finished the race out. She only added about 15 seconds to her race, so that's really not bad at all, you know. Um, she'll come back, and she'll give us a great race later, and, you know, we'll be excited to see it. So, And, and she did. But yeah, she... you know, I'm – yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and she bounced back on Tuesday and won in the 500 up at Spencer. Absolutely. Yep. She won a six thirteen, so she got a personal best there. So yeah, she was pretty excited about that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's gonna get better yet. So she she you know, we've been doing a lot of work um with her and Natalie and my just working distance on them. Um, you know, just very specific on distance. So um hopefully it's all gonna start paying off for those girls. And you mentioned Natalie. Natalie Kent uh, had a really strong meet the way it looked at Tuesday up at Spencer. Yeah, you know, she did a great job. She, um, uh, you know, took a first place in her 200 freestyle. Um, so she was pretty happy with that. Uh, yeah, you know, she, she's been doing a fantastic job for us. And, um, you know, she also uh, swam in the, the 100 freestyle. So, um, you know, she, that's an event she doesn't usually get to swim very often. But we thought, well, let's mix things up just a bit. And, and she did really good with it. And I, I think she was all right with her time. Um, but yeah, she, you know, we're going to try and move events around a little bit come this next week and, and see, uh, if we got some other surprises for us and, and hopefully we do. Coach, you and I were chatting a little bit uh, before the interview during the break here in the show. And, and, uh, we, you mentioned Amelia Holt, uh, how's the season gone for her so far? And, and how did you feel like she went on Tuesday? Yeah, you know, she's doing, she's having a really good meet, um, her whole season's been going really well. Uh, so we put her in the 2 a.m. for Tuesday's meet. Um, that's not a typical event for her by any means at all. She's pretty much my freestyler. Um, but, you know, she went at 2.30, which is about what she did last year. And so it's like, okay, well, that's good. You're Actually, she went just a little bit faster than last year. But, um so yeah, she was kind of excited that she did well. Uh but yeah, we'll probably be back to our freestyle events again. Um, you know, we'll try her in the two two hundred freestyle yet this year and, and see how that goes for her. She usually does fairly well in that. But yeah, she she's typically my fifty and my hundred freestyler or my or my flyer. Um, she can go either one. Uh she's been doing a good job in, in all three of those events. So um, hopefully we can get her down to a 24 open and her 50 free. And, uh, and then we know she'll be at state and that'll be a big relief for her. So yeah, that's what we're pushing for right now. And I think it's going to happen for her coach. She's got a bunch of meets coming up as uh, all the girls do this week. It's all of a sudden gets hectic for you guys. Uh, Tuesday, you're in Boone. <laughs> Thursday at Fort Dodge. And then uh, Saturday uh, down at uh, Johnston. So how do you get the girls through this week? Yeah, it, it's um, 
You know, it, we work hard. They hopefully are getting good rest and, and eating well, and that's going to be a big part of it is, is mainly getting to bed at a decent time and getting rested up, letting their bodies recover. So, yeah, it, it's a tough week for them. It's a tough couple of weeks for them. But, um, you know, we, we do this every year, and we get through it. It's not always pretty, but we get through it. Um <laughs> But it's you know like I said if if they're eating well and they're resting well, they'll they'll get through it and then we'll be ready to go for the end of the season. Well, coach, we we enjoy chatting with you every week. Uh, you do such a great job with uh, with the girls and with the boys team coming up here in the winter as well. But uh, best of luck this upcoming week uh, and look forward to t- chatting with you and seeing how the girls do and all the different uh, meets coming up this week. Yes, thank you. Deb Dander, again, the head coach for the Carroll Girls Swim Team, will be back with more from the Pete's Ranch Coaches Show coming up next year on KCIM. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. Why are you walking to work? Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They are draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait, you're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around. $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code WINNING for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code WINNING. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code WINNING for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code WINNING. We're back here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning, talking at Kemper Volleyball as head coach Rusty Wintermote joining us here this morning. And, Coach, as always, appreciate your time. Oh, you know what, Mr. Blankman, it is always a pleasure to visit with you. You know that, and, and no matter what time it is, and, and uh, especially those late nights when I get you the stats <laughs> after 1 a.m., it's like, who am I messing around with? But, oh, no, Jeff's up all – he's up all night long. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so again, it's another weekend. I don't have a tournament, and uh, get to go see grandkids and, uh, you know, all those fun things in life that uh, – other than coaching these kids at, at Kemper, it's uh, – it's a blast to see the grandkids and then also visit with you. Well, I tried to send you that thank you when you send out those stats, uh, you know, early in the morning after you've been watching film. Coach, it's been an awfully busy week for you, so I'm sure you're going to enjoy that uh, time with the grandkids. You guys Monday went over to Story City and played four different uh, teams over there, uh, going perfect on the night. And then uh, I had to travel down to Glenwood on Tuesday. And then, uh, you know, I almost should have rented hotels and just stayed down there for the week because you had to go back down to Council. <laughs> Of bluffs uh, on Thursday uh, to take on at Lewis Central. Uh, tough trips to, to Glenwood and Lewis Central means those are the conference matchups. Let's start there. I got a chance to see you guys on Tuesday night um, when you were down at Glenwood. I thought you played really well. Uh, I hate to bring it up. I still look back at that first set up 17 to 10 and it slips away and you get beat 25 21. You end up losing three sets to two. Uh, you know, the, the 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 losing the lead in set five probably doesn't happen if if maybe you guys hold on in set one. Oh, I agree, and I don't even think we get to set five. Uh, but 
with high school kids, and the kids yep. played their hearts out. They it. did. And, uh, you know, when, uh, when, as a coach, when you see their reactions after a tough loss like that, and their reaction is uh, ranging from they're mad as heck that they're crying, and and the emotion of what they put into it was awesome to see, but the emotion that they felt afterwards just allowed me to believe that these kids uh, feel like they have a bigger journey ahead of them. And uh, uh, Glenwood has a couple players, or at least I know one player back uh, from that didn't play last year, and and uh, they have they are much more improved than they were last year. And even though they were very competitive last year, they're winning those closer games. And, but it doesn't matter. Glenwood in a Lewis Central matchup for us is always going to be a tough one, no matter the skill level or the uh, record level of, of both teams. But um, a- after last night, or after, uh, sorry, after I'm getting my days mixed up here, uh, after Thursday night, um, long, uh, long rallies uh, between Lewis Central, um, again, great crowd there. I thought we had more camper people there than sometimes Lewis Central people. But either way, it was a, one of those atmospheres that the kids just felt the energy. And and uh, another one too, like Glenwood, we left that first the first game. Well, we you know, Glenwood, we let slip away. We were controlled, but I didn't think we served received very well. And uh, but we the three ball passed fine, but we did not serve received well enough to really give ourselves an opportunity, and uh, the girls knew that. But uh, they fought, and they fought for every point. They had some long rallies, and they had a, you know, the quote was, we are going to get out hustled. And, I, you know, neither team wanted to get out hustled. Uh, Lewis Central last night, or on Thursday night, again, apologize, Thursday night, Lewis Central was the same way. We were in the game, game one, and we let it slip away. Game two, we took control of it and just ran with it. Game three was, again, back and forth until about 20, you know, 19 or 20, and then they just kind of – they took it out and didn't get that much. They we were tied up until about 14 or 15, and then they kind of took care of it. Uh, then game four, um, did, again, you never leave it to any, anybody else's opinion as far as making decisions in the game. But there were some, there were some situations that – uh, you would like to look back and say that call could have gone a different way, but we're not going to blame officials, and I probably shouldn't even say anything. But um, the kids, you know, they they could have lost 25-23, but they you know, they were down 23-21, 24-22, tied up 24, and it just bounced back and forth from there. And, and uh, again, it's one of those scenarios where you ask kids, just make a decision when somebody's going to hit and just be ready for that decision. If you make the wrong one, you know you make the wrong one. It's okay. You're just you're you're putting yourself in a spot to to figure out what they're doing, and and I appreciate that. I, as long as you're not just standing and waiting, and we're making decisions versus them, uh, you're going to have success. And and that's what the kids have been doing a better job defensively is making decisions. You know, so like uh, Thursday night against Lewis Central, looking at the stats, you know we had we had 15 um, assist blocks and 10 blocks. You know, so you, you're, I'm getting the output I need from the net. You know, even though I kind of get on the kids all the time about it, but they are they're putting numbers uh, defensively up, and you know, and digs. And you know, uh, Kaylee's starting to average well over 20 digs per match, and uh, so she's starting to read a lot better. And Bree is uh, figuring it out in the back line. So, you know, to play two tough teams. Uh, actually, three at four, counting Roland Story and South Harden. 
to have this kind of week and to, to compete and play hard and have success and have close success, I, I mentioned to you in the text, I like the way we're playing. I, I believe what we've been doing and even though we lost, it's going to lead to teams that we aren't going to see similar to Lewis Central, and that's just going to make us stronger uh, towards the end of the season and regional play. Yeah, I was going to say the two losses here midweek and late week to schools larger than you guys, so you won't see them uh, and those type of teams uh, coming up in in the tournament run. Let's bounce back quickly here to to Monday. Um, I know the losses kind of took you out of of the of the of the conference race, and 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 that's going to hurt, as you said. That you could see that when Casey came up to talk to us in the post game on Tuesday uh, and stuff. But the win over South Harden on Monday night over there. At, uh, at Roland's story. That was a big one because that was kind of a one that you guys really wanted early in the season up at the Humboldt Tournament. It was. I mean, we lost 22-20 of both games up there at the Humboldt Tournament. But, you know, like Boz and Lonnie and I discussed is that we were early, uh, early in the season. We hadn't quite figured out everybody's rotational situations. We had different lineups. And we kind of worked to getting better. But it was the goal of the girls is that when we got done, they said, you will see them again. And when you see them again, you'll play better because you'll have that excitement in you that you want to prove that the last time we should have done, we should have won them. And uh, they girls did a nice job. And I thought South Harden had improved. My goodness gracious, they had they had another out. They had a right side hitter that actually caused us some problems that wasn't there before. And they had a middle hitter that uh, the coaches were us were talking that. Uh, another middle hitter that they added in that uh, wasn't playing much at the beginning that uh, got lots of tips on balls and, and we had to find a way around her and she wasn't a big girl she's just quick uh, and then they had the salva girl who could just hit from anywhere and we caused her some problems uh, she didn't quite have the night that i think she would have liked to have but it was a match where the girls just they it was tight early but then they just slowly started pulling away and just kept that four point difference uh, four or five, this the whole way. They didn't let we didn't let them go on a run, and uh, they were uh, they were very very excited after that win. It was like they just won a title, and uh, but they knew what they wanted and they went after it. And it was fine. It was fun to see all the phases work. We covered well. Backline probably had one of its better plays. Uh, serving was 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 you know above our percentage that we're doing so. I liked their effort against it, and, and they knew what it meant for possibility of postseason play, and and uh, uh, and it has shown. You know, they they bumped us up to number seven, uh, even though we lost to Glenwood. But when you can beat a ranked team and and uh, ahead of you, uh, all it shows is the girls that they have the capability of playing with. You know, any team that's above them right now. You know, obviously Dyke New Hartford's a different story, but. Uh, we look at all the other teams and, and uh, playing what we have played this week really makes them feel, I don't want to say they're comfortable, but it makes you feel like we can go in and just, we can play with teams and uh, demonstrate that we have the ability to be one of the better teams in the, in the state. Coach, you guys are off now until uh, next week, uh, next Thursday, I think it is. Actually, it's October the 10th, so you're off a full week uh, before you get down to Harlan. What's the focus going to be? Well, we're taking we uh, we took Friday off. 
we're going to come back Monday. I'm not going to overwork them. I mean, we're talking, if you don't know by now, you're not going to know a kind of conversation, but um, we're going to fine tune uh, some of more of our aggressive serving uh, work specifically on our server seed. We're trying to adapt some different rotations as far as who's in there for server seed uh, and how we can go from more of a, uh, less of a two-person receive and into a three-person receive, especially against teams that will laser uh, drive them like Lewis Central and Glenwood did. But then we're going we're gonna to worry about rest and just uh, like, there's some you know some skills in our hitting skills that we would like to develop more. Uh, you know, as, as Casey and Franny were talking uh, after the Lewis Central loss, you know, and talking to them on Friday, they. They indicated they would like to uh, work on some of the, the some of the shots that they don't normally do that they need to know that they need to do, and then we're going to work on our uh, faster pace offense. And uh, that was what was successful against Lewis Central when we were setting it high and letting it fly, and and uh, they were they were there to time us. But when we ran a faster offense, Lewis Central struggled, and uh, the kids saw that against a good team. So we're going to work on our quicker pace offense, serve receive basically, and then serve. So other than just giving them some rest on their legs, because uh, after starting on October 10th, after that it's going to be, you know, we're going to go after it. And uh, But we got to try and get a scrimmage in there too, because, uh, uh, you know, 10 days off is not always the easiest for kids to have before trying to jump back into another conference game and finish out the season. So Try and get a scrimmage in there, but get them some rest as well. But then just fine-tune their individual part of their, their roles. Well, Coach, we hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, good luck with the scrimmage, and uh, we'll see you down in Harlan. We'll talk to you again next week to see how things are going. But uh, thanks for All joining right. us here today, and uh, enjoy the weekend with the grandkids. I will, Mr. Blankman. Again, I appreciate your effort and time, and, and uh, hope you have a great weekend, and uh, look forward to speaking to you next week. You bad head coach at Rusty Wintermode again joining us here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Let's talk a little Kemper cross country right now here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Joining us as head coach Thomas Nelson and coaches always appreciate your time. It is always great to be here. Coach, you guys have had a busy week. It's homecoming week. You had a meet uh, Tuesday over at Denison. Uh, boys ran extremely well, kind of pulling away from Woodbine to win that uh, team title, and the girls ran well as well. But uh, we'll talk about something else you did. We'll, we'll let people know here in just a moment about what that was, but you did something else really cool on Thursday. Uh, let's bounce back, though, to Tuesday. We will start with the boys. You guys, 51 team total points to win. Woodbine It was finished in second with with 75 but uh, you know your top five guys all finished in the top 19 with Ryan North uh, leading the way in third place and Jacob Graving in fifth so had to be really pleased with the way Tuesday went especially on what sounded like a really hilly course yeah we, we were really excited uh, I thought our kids came out and performed really well Denison um, they, they give a trophy for the winner and not a lot of meets do that there's a lot of plaques so uh, that was our goal, was to come in and win. Um, we knew Woodbine would be really good competition again, and uh, I thought our kids just, just did a good job of putting themselves in the right places. 
to finish well and to finish well on, on a, what was a really difficult course. Lots of hills. I thought it was a great course for spectators, but it's definitely uh, something a bit different for our kids, and they embraced the challenge. Yeah, I, I heard from a few kids, uh, you know, from the area that ran over there, and they felt like they'd never run a course similar to that. Uh, is that the same for you guys? Do you feel like you haven't really seen a course that hilly before? This year, we have not. Um, last year, we went to Ogden, which was pretty hilly. Yep. And, you know, our next course in Atlantic definitely has some hills to it. A l- little different, but I think, you know, this is actually going to work really well for us in preparing our kids uh, for next Thursday in Atlantic. Tell you what, we had Jeff Storyhan over there taking photos for us Tuesday, and Casey Miners came over and covered and, and did some video interviews. It looked like, as I was flipping through Jeff's photos, that uh, um, Ryan North and Jacob Graving were pushing each other pretty hard that day. It seemed like in every picture, one guy, and then it was a different guy in front. That had to have been a fun race watching them two run kind of with each other. Yeah, they, they packed up really well and did a good job, exactly as you said, pushing each other. And then Fletch and Dayton and Blake and Thomas really really did the same thing. And that's what's been so important for us is getting those four guys, you know, or three, four, five, six, seven, even with Charlie, um, up as, as high as we can. I mean, that's going to be a big difference maker for us. We, did, we had a really tough workout this morning. We did uh, some 800, some miles, and another eight. And the last one, uh, Ryan and Jake just – absolutely crushing and just you could tell jacob passed ryan for a little bit then ryan got (laughs) jacob and the last hundred meters jacob was trying his best to pull right up even with ryan so just you know they they push each other in practice they push each other at meets um it's been something that's really good for our team they're and they're great friends too so that's just been uh, awesome for us and it's helped us been really be, be really successful anything jump off the board for you with that race tuesday for the boys um, I, I, I just think I think Fletch uh, really, you know, has strung together a couple uh, really good races in a row, um, and I, that's really exciting for us to see him get closer and closer to where where Dayton's been. Um, so th- that was the one thing that that really stood out to me. Cohen Sipa ran really well. Um, he, he was our ninth guy, but he ran his best best time of the season. Um, so just there are a couple different kids too on JV that keep dropping their time. So that that's really exciting for us. And I think the other thing is. This, this, that meet kind of sets us up for uh, our, our three most important meets of the year. Um, everything until uh, next Thursday has kind of been practice for us, um, and, and now we've got to really go compete against some really top fight 3A teams and show you know where we belong as far as like state standings. Hopefully you jump into the rankings after next week with uh, with the way you guys have been running. Let's bounce over to the girls. Uh, you know, Marie Day finishes fifth for you, Julia Canny 24th, Addie Davis 42nd, Kyra Waltman 44th, and, and Shelby Graving finishing up 55th. Uh, what stood out for you about the way the girls ran as they brought home a sixth-place finish? Um. I, I think the girls, you know, our goal is to kind of finish middle of the pack of the teams, and that's that's what we did. We were six out of 11. Uh, I thought Kyra, especially as, as a senior, ran a really good, and she's just a really tough, gritty runner. Um, and that sort of course, um, I'm sure she beat some kids just because she was, you know, she was able to say, I'm, I'm going to get this hill, I'm going to make it up it. Um, and, and then that worked really well for her. So, uh, and, and then Julia – you know, Julie had missed a couple meets uh, for illness, and, and she just had a really good race, I thought. And then this morning, she had an awesome workout. So I'm really looking forward to see, you know, her times continue to go down. 
And, Coach, you mentioned the workout you guys had on Friday morning. That followed uh, something that I wanted to chat with you about, and, and that was on Thursday. Uh, you took the kids over to Des Moines-Lincoln, and you guys ran from Des Moines-Lincoln uh, to the football stadium in Carroll. Kind of tell everybody about that. Yeah, so so we, we went down to Des Moines Christian, and uh, – we, we do last year was our first year doing it where we ran the football uh, all the way to the from stadium to stadium. Uh, our kids went out, they run one football play. We scored on the first one. Hopefully the night <laughs> score on the first one tonight. <laughs> and then we uh, ran the ball 81 miles starting, you know, kind of the Urbandale area. Uh, we used the Raccoon River Trail for quite a bit um, and just kind of had three different groups of seven kids. Uh, the seven kids ran kind of four hour shifts, each kid probably four to six miles. Um, and got the ball uh, to Carroll last night at about 7, 7.15 uh, for kind of a victory lap around the track. I know you said this is the second year you guys have done this. Uh, how did you guys come up with this idea a year ago, and, and did it change from last year to this year? It's something um, I had done growing up in Atlantic. Um, our, our program did it there, and it was always just a really fun thing. And, you know, our kids like to be in, involved in homecoming and homecoming activities, and it's just kind of – something that we could do to uh, get, get cross-country involved and have something special for them to do this week. You mentioned here as well that your next three meets going to be big ones. It all starts next Thursday. Uh, you mentioned you're headed down to Atlantic. Uh, what are you looking at with that one as I look at just some of the teams that are going to be there? There's some pretty loaded teams there. Yeah, it's it's loaded, and we love that. Like, we're going to see a bunch of the Hawkeye 10. I, I think eight or nine of the Hawkeye 10 teams are there, including Glenwood and Lewis Central, who are both top 10 in 3A. Um, winner sets there as well, so that gives us a third top 10 in, in boys in 3A side. And, oh, you've got Harlem for the girls' side. Um, that, that gives Marie some really good competition. So uh, our, our work session, which once a month those for the teams, most part, we um, as we can um, and show, you know, what we can do against 3A competition. Um, and then, you know, from Atlantic, we come a week later here to Carroll and we'll see all those guys again. So it really works kind of as, as good scouting for us because we can see kind of how, how we land, you know, at this point. We, we saw all these teams back at Glenwood at the, end of, or the beginning of the season. Um, now we can see, you know, wh- where we've got ourselves to at this point. Well, Coach, it's hard to believe that we're talking about the last three meets of the regular season uh, with the state qualifying meets coming up here soon. But uh, congrats on a great season so far. Uh, enjoy the weekend and best of luck coming up next Thursday. Thank you very much. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country teams. We'll be back with more coming up next year on KCIM. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. Welcome back here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this uh, Saturday morning. Jeff Blankman, thanking you very much for joining us here today. And thanks again to all of our coaches who uh, joined us here today. Ryan Steinkamp from the Kemper football team. Craig Rowetter from the Carroll football team. Again, Carroll Tigers game against Heelan is rescheduled for 1 o'clock today. We'll have the broadcast with Nick Brinks on kick 106.7. Pre-game coverage around 1245-1250 today with kickoff of that game at 1 o'clock. Also, thanks to Michaela Klink uh, from the Carroll 
Carroll volleyball team, Deb Danner from the Carroll girls swim team, Rusty Wintermote with the Kemper volleyball team, and Thomas Nelson with the Kemper cross country team. Thanks to all of those folks for joining us here today. Don't forget as well, uh, player of the game pictures from last night, all available on our Carol Broadcasting Sports Network website, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Uh, audio from last night's uh, radio broadcast available as well as that uh, broadcast of the ESAC game on our CB Sports Network YouTube channel. Uh, again, we'll have full statewide scoreboard is on the website as well, and we'll get recap stories written up for all of the area sports coming up this weekend. Probably most of it will be on Sunday. Take a look at that local sports schedule for today. Uh, again, in volleyball, Audubon at the Madrid Tournament. That got underway at 8 this morning. Carroll at the Greene County Tournament beginning at 9 o'clock this morning. Ikea Manning at the Tri-Senate Tournament uh, at 8.30 this morning. And uh, Glenn Ralston at the Riverside Tournament also beginning at 9 o'clock this morning. In cross-country, South Central Calhoun and ESAC running up at Pocahontas area today. That will get underway at 9 o'clock this morning. 